1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Now it's time for Believe It believe,
0: believe, I don't even know. If I believe no, I'm a
1: believer. Or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Hawkins
3: Show. Hey Jeffrey, it appears that Brett Favre can be starring in a real life remake of the longest yard
0: believe it or not well first off he he's avoided jail before is this a worse look for him or the governor though
3: you no know, i think a lot of the story yesterday was about the governor there's no question but let's be honest people don't re- former governor correct don't right. really care about phil bryant hey they do in mississippi but uh, how many of our listeners have even heard of phil bryant right now
0: we do have a desoto county segment but i, know, I mean but i'm, so I'm, to I'm ask, gonna guess ask. at best right
3: at best so there's no question that, that – and for people who aren't following this, uh, these developments, um, there has been a long-running scandal in the state of Mississippi about money that is meant for uh, people in need uh, has been siphoned off to go for various uh, boondoggles and whatnot. Um, at least $77 million has been siphoned off to go for all sorts of boondoggles, money that was meant for uh, various forms of welfare. And, um, and throughout all of it, the former governor, Phil Bryant, said that he knew nothing about it, and particularly knew nothing about the $5 million that was siphoned off to build a volleyball facility at Southern Miss. Brett Favre's daughter, of course, uh, on the volleyball team at Southern Miss. Uh, and so Phil Bryant has said all along he knew nothing about it, and yesterday texts emerged uh, in a uh, it, honestly, it was at the it, it, Mississippi Today. I think is the name yes. of the outfit, and it is sort of it is the Daily Memphian yes. sort of for Mississippi. It's a nonprofit. That, look, what's happened is in various places across the country, um, given the, the the absolute way that newspapers have been ravaged and have been their their staffs cut, various nonprofit newspapers have, have popped up all over. And this one, the Daily Memphian, honestly, is maybe the biggest. In the, I was going to say, the country. Daily Memphian is
0: much bigger than... than it's much bigger. Yes.
3: There's one in Baltimore now that is bigger still than the Daily Memphian that they've just started. Um, but the one in Mississippi is much smaller. But, um, but they, it, this is a really important story. And very clearly, uh, there are texts yesterday that <clears throat> reveal that the governor knew exactly what was going on. So bad day for Phil Bryant. Also, though, bad day for Brett Favre, who has, as you pointed out, avoided jail time before. Uh, yesterday, one of the texts, though, that emerged, it was, uh, it was for Brett texted the, the, a woman who was head of a nonprofit, who has been now flipped, honestly. <laughs> She's turned state's witness here. Um, she has said, I mean, he, he texted her and said, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out uh, and, and, uh, and how much or something like that? So um, it's very clear that Brett Favre was not only involved in this. He was involved in this and didn't want people to know he was involved in this. Uh, among other things, he was paid for speeches by this welfare money that he didn't give that he then donated to help uh, build this facility. Um, I think there is some small chance that he will go to jail. There was obviously on Twitter yesterday a big campaign in some quarters to send him to jail. Um, I think it's probably unlikely he will go to jail. Uh, but it is true that, you know, white-collar crime is crime, Jeffrey. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but white-collar crime is crime. In fact, in Memphis, there were two different, um, two different cases recently of people sentenced to jail for uh, white-collar crime. In one of them, um, a woman was selling accident reports. So there'd be fender benders. Or <laughs> yes, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yes. was selling
3: accident reports to it's a insurance personal fraud, right? injury lawyer. Yeah, to, yeah to, a personal, to a personal injury lawyer. So the personal injury lawyer could then follow up and, and, and try to turn these into lawsuits. Um, so, you know... Uh, because it doesn't involve physical harm, um, we tend to go soft on white collar crime. But white collar crime is white collar crime. Do you think Brett? Do you think Brett Favre could still sling it in the uh, in uh, if he was uh, he was at uh, uh, you know in in the uh, in the longest yard situation there in a uh, in a federal penitentiary?
0: Oh yeah, I, I I definitely think in that situation he he's still still got plenty left in the tank. Would new charges have to be filed against
3: him? i don't I don't know about the legal standing i i don't know where I, this this is legal oh yes he would have to be reindicted he would right, because that be, would yeah. be
0: double jeopardy right if in the other I
3: don't, well was he in, indicted and convicted or has he never been indicted i don't know has he ever been i indicted mean i through? know it i know
0: he had to pay i know he had to pay everything back i don't know he if had that would be
3: restitution yeah but I I, yeah i yeah i i i, I am uh, not I don't believe he's ever been indicted. So I don't think it would be double jeopardy because I don't think he's ever been indicted and uh found not guilty of anything. it may have been some, some compromise reached or something with uh but anyways, it was it was certainly an a unsavory look for Brett Fox. Happier news, Jeffrey. Uh Aaron Judge will break Roger Maris's record. Believe it
1: or not.
3: Yeah, I I suppose I believe that. Although I'm kind of 56 and 57 last night, he's yes. got 20 games left. 59, 60, 61. He's got five. He needs five to break it. He needs five and 20 games.
0: Yeah, I mean, that it's kind of the, the pace I feel like is pretty good. I guess the problem that I have is, yeah, like I get the whole steroid thing tainted the home run race, but like I'm just kind of out on the whole Yankees trying to redo, like.
1: It feels like Yankee Yan- fans are no, trying I to think
3: there's a, there's okay. That's fine. Like we wouldn't care if someone were breaking uh, the Colorado Rockies home run record, right? Like Correct. that wouldn't be a national story or the Texas Rangers home run record. That wouldn't be a national story. I do think because it is the person who held the home run record for a very long time, um, it becomes more significant and I think people then, I, honestly, I don't, know, I don't know what the current home run record is. 73. Whereas I know 61. It's 73. Yeah. But that, that's how devalued it is. I don't think I, a lot of people know 61. I don't think a lot of people know 73. Yeah, it's just who the hell knows. Like, do they count? Do they not count? What happened? I think like, that
0: might be more of a product, though, of you. Of, paying
3: less attention to baseball? Yeah, I really do. You think people Bond 73, 73 was used, a big deal. It was a big deal when it happened, there's no question. It was a big deal when it happened. I watched it when it happened. But I don't think the number 73 in lore is nearly as big as the number 61. That number was there as a target forever.
0: Yeah, I also think the, I also
3: think there's an element
0: of breaking and the four-
3: it's all and you're right. It's all de- and and everything that has happened since is sort of not uh, uh, not Hank Aaron, but everything that's yeah, happened yeah. since has sort of been devalued by steroids anyway. So like, how did they even count it? Well, like, I
0: also think there's kind of an element of breaking the four minute mile, where you know no one
3: could do it, right. no one Once could you do break it. Break the four minute mile. Correct. Who cares if it's if it's. Three fifty-six or three fifty-five. Yes, I, I grant it. So you don't. You're basically saying you don't care. You, you don't. You don't. I'm think, more interested in
0: Pujols trying to get to seven hundred, and I, I was trying to figure out why. Like in the end, it, he's not going to change where he. Like he's already passed. He's already passed Alex Rodriguez. In his ranking. Correct. No, that's
3: because it's a round number. I, 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 think, I think that's I'm literally more, it. I'm more interested in Pujols than I am in Aaron Judge. There's no question. But I think. Uh, Neither one is the home run race, Correct. right? They're both sort exactly. of—they're both sort of, both sort of uh, you know, lesser versions of the home run race. from individual races to, you know, whatnot. But don't you think?
0: So, so here's the other thing that I've been trying to think about. To be clear, all the evidence so far suggests Aaron Judge is clean.
3: Oh yeah, we but, don't know these people. But, are clean. you know what I mean? We, like, we isn't we there like we, an we, element we of that too? We, we don't. No, we don't know anyone's clean. Right. We don't know anyone's clean. We, we don't know Puholtz is clean. Correct. Um, we so, don't even know. we'll honestly, let's be real. We don't know how Albert is, <laughs> how old he is. <laughs> right. All right. I, I, these are, I think these are entertaining side lights and stories. Yes, but, but I am, these have been I fun
0: am, for September, don't you agree?
3: Home run oh, races are kind of fun. But, but I think it's also true with Aaron Judge. If he doesn't do it this year, he could do it next year. He could do it like whatever. Sure. Like with Puholtz, there's the whole beautiful symmetry of coming back and doing it with, with the Cardinals. And it's a sentimental story. Hell, Aaron Judge may not even be a Yankee next year, right? right? Like, yes. Right? So I think it's different. For there, There's much more sentiment attached. Uh, it's, a, it's a sweeter story, the Pujol story, than the Aaron Judge story, I think. The Aaron Judge story gets extra oomph because, as you point out, it's in New York. Yes. Right? And so, it's the Yankees. Uh, that's what I mean. It's in New York, and it's and it is the Yankees. All right, um, Robert Sarver got off easy. Believe it or not. Oh boy, I I think yes,
0: right? Because in the end, he's going to get to keep the team. So I think I would say, like, I mean, I'm not discu- you know, dis, you know, discounting having to pay a ten million dollar fine, and you know. I, I think there's the possibility so, so, that they could so win Robert a title Starver. and he's not going to be there. Like, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, we saw like, – I think what he did was more egregious than, like, what Jerry Richardson did. Like, I think Jerry Richardson with the Panthers was just, like, creepy old dude that didn't really know better. And they made him sell the team. Like, I, I think this was worse. Well, so, the the for po- folks who
3: don't know, Robert Sarver suspended a year can't be around the team for a year or have anything to do with the teams, teams really, because they have a WNBA team as well, uh, and fined $10 million, which is the limit of of what the commissioner has, the power that he has to find an owner. Um, The report that was issued by this New York law firm said that Sarver was sexually and physically inappropriate with male and female employees, engaged in bullying and demeaning behavior, including making crude remarks towards women about his penis size and discussing sex acts in business meetings, was sexist towards female employees, including telling one pregnant employee that she couldn't continue her assignment once she became a mother, and repeatedly using the N-word in repeating or purporting to repeat what a black person said, even after multiple people, white and black, told him he should not do it. So that is what he is found uh, uh, guilty of by this independent report that was... um, commissioned what's interesting to me is people point out the double standard and there is a like like players get whacked you know sean watson they wanted him gone for a year like players get whacked all the time much harder than owners and we but there's also been a weird thing like we 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 saw recently donald sterling donald sterling banned for life right jerry richardson as you point out he wasn't he was quietly forced to sell the team. I don't think there was ever a, an edict publicly handed down, but it's very clearly Jerry Richardson was forced out of the NFL. Um, whereas Dan Snyder, eh, like what's, what is even happening to Dan Snyder? And there's been multiple reports. Is Dan Snyder less bad than Jerry Richardson? Stephen Ross? Stephen Ross got six week suspension, one and a half million dollar fine, but they also got hit with draft picks, which kind of, which, which, uh, which, which is painful to a franchise. And here, I think there's no question. And, and, and what's interesting is, is that Sarver supposedly, uh, balked and got very contentious. And, and when it came to the penalty, fa- penalty phase, he did not think he should get a year. He did not think he should pay $10 million. Um, in the various reports on this story the people who, work, who who accused him of this in the first place and were then val- their their accusations were validated they're furious they're furious and they consider it a slap on the wrist and i think he should I, I i think this falls under the double standard for players and owners and falls in the slap on the wrist category that that is 1 year 10 million bucks and then life is back to normal. Ten million bucks is nothing for him in a year, whatever, you know? Well, and I mean, I, I do think
0: yeah. it's interesting how, you know, he balked at the penalty because this is a guy that it's been documented, like, you know, when uh, Dragic didn't make the All-Star team, it, like, saved him $3 million, and he's like, good. And then, <laughs> right, right, like, right. this year, like, when you look at the yeah, DeAndre the Ayton thing, like, the DeAndre Ayton thing, like, it was like to save a million bucks, like
3: yeah. No, so you're right. It, the money does matter to him. So maybe it's the money that mattered to him. The the okay. Two questions I have about this. If you're Robert Sarver, do you want the Suns to win the title this year?
0: Probably not. I mean, j- based on what I'm reading about him, I'm going to say that guy probably doesn't.
3: <laughs> you think no? Yeah. It's still better for your investment if they win the title. It's better for your investment, but then you, for, you would be rooting. You wouldn't be rooting for them from the privacy of your living room. You still own that team, even though you aren't allowed to accept the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yeah,
0: but like, isn't like a big part of wanting to own the team like you get Except the trophy, the trophy and, and
3: getting to celebrate, getting to be there? And be the, right,
0: yeah. and also he seems like the type of guy that if they won a title, like he'd have to pay for the rings.
3: Uh, by the way. If you don't understand why, and Robert Robert Sarver clearly did not. He clearly belonged to the, hey, if uh, rappers can use the N-word in their lyrics and black people can use the N-word, I can use the N-word. What's the difference? And if you don't understand at this point in your lives, whoever you are out there, that there is a huge difference, I don't know that you ever will understand the difference, and that's just just know that from this penalty, um, uh, what, uh, that there is a difference. That everyone else who, who, who pays attention to this knows that there is a difference. And so even if you can't get your mind around, there's a difference between me using the N-word and a person of color using the N-word. That's okay at this point. You clearly, the truth is you probably don't really want to know the di- why, why there's a difference. You're not, you're not interested in believing why there's a difference. But there is a difference, and this is just the latest evidence that there is a uh, difference just because you use the n-word when you are quote-unquote quoting rap lyrics or saying what a black repeating what a african-american supposedly said it does not mean you can just throw around the n-word and i don't know why that's hard for some people to understand but it is um and uh and so here we go it seems to me that you should probably uh just focus on that. Um, The red zone, Jeffrey, changed the way we watched and appreciated and consumed the NFL. Believe it or not. I'm going to say I actually don't believe it. You don't believe it. Because... Well, before we do that, we're saying this because it turns out, and this sadly uh, slipped by us, the anniversary, but it was... Uh, in 2009, yesterday, yesterday was the anniversary. We missed the red zone anniversary.
0: Yeah. And and so to, to be clear, it's the anniversary of the red zone channel. The people that have been, you know, the people like myself that grew up with Sunday ticket, We've had a Red Zone channel, I believe, since, like, 04. Uh,
3: Let's Let's listen to the—we'll we'll discuss that in a moment. Let's listen to the—here's the first uh, ever broadcast, a little snippet, from the first— broadcast of the red zone channel a
1: Hall of Fame run with the Packers the roller coaster ride last year with the Jets offseason surgery and the seemingly endless drama of will he or won't he we are seconds away from Brett Favre's debut as a Minnesota Viking Kyle Orton will play his first game as a Denver Bronco this afternoon and a huge challenge from him coming back from that dislocated finger in just two weeks he will start with the glove on his throwing hand and do the Indianapolis Colts still own the AFC South we're gonna find out out in a matter of seconds, the Colts play the Jags. Maurice Jones drew, good to go with that shin injury. And here we go. Hi everyone, welcome to week one of the 2009 NFL season and welcome to NFL Red Zone. I'm your host Scott Hansen. You're watching the first moments of the channel that we hope will change the way you watch football forever. Over the next six and a half hours we're going to take you to every single game being played across the country live and in high definition. We will show you every big play as it happens every touchdown from every game.
3: All right, so you do not believe it did uh, what they said, change the way that people consumed NFL football because you were already there. Is that the idea? And also, if you look, so at, what did the if Sunday, you look at the so numbers... If you the Sunday, to explain this to me. If you yes. The, the Sunday ticket is... So it's direct... It, this is the last year... TV Sunday ticket. Correct. Okay, and you... And you you've had that forever, and have they had some version of the Red Zone Channel?
0: Correct. So they began providing like Red Zone. It was either like oh three or oh four. Did they call it Red Zone? Yes, it was called Red Zone Channel, and then uh, Scott Hanson's was is the Red Zone Channel. It's a okay. it's an NFL Network thing.
3: Okay. So tell me this: why? Do we think, do so many people think of the red zone? In other words, both of these things are restricted to a particular uh, uh, a group of consumers, right? It's, it's people who got the, the ticket, who appreciated the red zone there, and then people who got NFL Network on whatever their cable package is, they got the red zone channel. Why does someone like me, for example, the casual consumer, who you know wasn't a season? Why do I think of the Red Zone Channel as the, if not the inventor of this, the popularizer of this? What why is it why is it like why is it like Was it much more widely distributed the Red Zone Channel than the?
0: Correct. So you had to Directv exclusively had Sunday Ticket, and so if you had cable, which was what most people have, if they had you know if. If they had television beyond the rabbit ears, most people had cable. The Red Zone Channel brought you games from around the country in a fashion that you had never seen before.
3: Okay. So they took this idea that was restricted to a smaller group and brought it to a bigger group. And that's why they're being credited with popularizing it. Um,
0: It's also, though, it's not as... The ratings are not nearly as high as you would think.
3: As they... as. And have they dipped, or have they never been that high?
0: They've just never been that high. It's it's always been, you know, to people that play, like, fantasy, it's obviously a huge part. But it's, it, it's in terms of, like, actual NFL numbers, it's very, very small.
3: That's interesting. Um, do you prefer, well, of course, you watch whole games on multiple screens. That's Correct. That's what you prefer. So if
0: you want it. the hottest right. take for me, I... You end up watch like on a on a on a Sunday like we had last Sunday where you had so many games. You just have to have it on because there was just so much going on.
3: You have to have the red zone on.
0: I don't actually like watching red zone as a football fan because you
3: don't get the sort of rhythm of it exactly. at all. Exactly.
0: Yes, I I'm a big believer of like a game kind of has a pace and you start to figure it out. When you're just watching, can the Reds- hold
3: them here if they can hold them here. Right, games do matter beyond the beyond the red zone. Yeah, right, and I also think
0: it. like it it warps how a lot of people view players because you know I, the first one I remember, it made Carson Wentz seem way better than he was because if you didn't watch a whole Eagles game, you would only flip in and see on red zone you'd see him breaking out of, like, seven tackles and chunking it deep for a 70-yard touchdown. You're like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. But if you didn't watch him throughout, like, the course of a whole game, you didn't realize, like, eh, this guy's kind of erratic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it all when all you saw was a guy's highlight plays, I feel like it, it kind of warps how you feel
1: about a player.
3: Interesting. Um, all right, well, let me ask you another TV question then. Uh, Troy Aikman... And Joe Buck have uh, elevated Monday Night Football,
1: believe it or not.
0: I think, I guess, I'd say they've elevated Monday Night Football on ESPN. You know what I mean? Doesn't it feels like well, a not back to where it used to be, but they correct. are don't you? They it are feels like a bigger game yeah. than like with if if Steve Levy, Brian Greasy are calling the game, it feels bigger with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman.
3: I think that's exactly what I mean. It, 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 it will never. Uh, what's the earliest group? Uh, you don't remember. You, you certainly don't remember uh, Gifford, Meredith, and Cosell, do you?
0: No. My first Monday Night Crew that I remember was Al, Gifford, was Fouts in there? Who was the other one in there? Might have been.
3: I don't remember. I mean, I remember the original ones. And, you know, Monday Night Football used to be a phenomenon because because it was the only other time other than Sunday. Well, we and it was, the, it was the number yeah. one game. God, it, was the, it, was, it was unbelievable. And then it's gone through so many permutations. It's like which is bigger now? Sunday Night Football or Monday Night
0: Football? Sunday night football is bigger. And it it has it has uh It
3: has better games and it has
0: Correct. Yeah, it's supposed to be the number one game.
3: It has number one games. It's uh it's on it was no, De- okay, so
0: my first one is Al, Dan, and Frank. So it was Al Michaels, Dan Deerdorf, Frank Gifford. I don't know if they predate Dierdorf. but that's the one first one I remember.
3: Where'd they go after that? Do you have a whole listing of the
0: So then it goes Al Gifford retires actually Deerdorf was Deerdorf and Gifford retire in like two thousand two and I believe that was when they brought in I think that was when they brought in uh Bonheiser. Uh, no, no, no. They brought in uh, uh, Dennis Miller. I think it was Dennis, Dennis Miller, Miller. Dennis was Miller and Dan best. Fouts.
3: Dennis Miller was not good. They certainly have tried a million things. And I, then I after
0: thought... that, they went to Madden. And then Madden, so it was Alan Madden after that. And then when Sunday Night Football got the number one game, Monday Night Football then went to ESPN. And that was, I think that was Tarico and uh, Tariko Kornheiser, and uh, uh, Jaws.
3: Last one. I'm going to ask you a non- totally off the off the board non football question here. If you had to be Team Lady Die or Team Queen Elizabeth, which are you? And I'm not sure these teams oppose each other that much. You know, I don't know. Yeah. That the Queen was the nastiest. To Lady Di. Do they, Di or do they or whatever play the else. same so, sport? <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. But it. it uh, you know, we have we're, we have the we have the Queen's funeral here in front of us. Where we're we're we've. You know, the, the, and some people care, and a lot of people don't. And I'm more in the in, the, in the don't care about the Royals. But, like, Gary, Gary who we were talking to yesterday, uh, Kelly asked, why aren't you mourning the Queen? Correct. <laughs> so Gary could care less. So no, I, this to, is a legitimate really, thing
0: between my wife and I. She cannot understand that I legitimately do not care.
3: Yeah, I don't really care either. But but the reason I asked, I'm very clearly Team Queen. and uh, I am, too, so for like, the record. Lady Di is... I mean, I, I didn't want her to die in a car crash. Well, I didn't want her to be treated Very badly. heroic of you. I didn't want her, any of that stuff. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, she's glamour. You know, she's glamour and... Uh, she's and, not and, Buffalo.
0: She's not Lunch she's pale. Not, she's not nah. Buffalo. She's flashy. She's, <laughs> she's not, Mahomes.
3: She's not, she's not Bill's mom. We're Josh Allen know? guys. And, uh, and the, the, the queen for all of her, obviously, she's a freaking royal. She's the queen. But she was sort of an earthy woman who liked dogs and, like, she had these corgis, you know, that, like, one of the, Diana, this is, a, this is exactly why I am um, Team Queen as opposed to Team Lady Di. The Queen had these corgis, lots of corgi dogs, and Diana sort of rolled her eyes once and called them a moving carpet in front of her. And
0: corgis, like, like I don't, that's such a bad take. Like, have you ever seen a corgi and been like, Man, that that dog is Corgies that are does adorable, nothing. But they bring the noise.
3: Like, yeah, they corgis are great. And my mom was also someone who liked powdered dogs everywhere with her. And uh, and so I I think the queen is a dog person. And I never I, I never saw a Lady die with a dog. Did you? She and felt sure very really much like a cat a cat person. Uh, exactly right. But here, this is a this is a story that I'm, we're going to play for you here. This is a story being told by uh, one of the queens. Uh, uh, attendance or whatever guards. Or I, I don't know. I don't know guards or whatever else. So the Queen and this dude were out walking one day, and uh, and he is telling this story. I think it's at Balmoral because I think
0: they were in Scotland.
3: About what happened uh, with uh, with the Queen and when and they, when they ran into a couple of American tourists. This is why I'm Team Queen.
2: Normally, on these picnic sites, you, you meet nobody but there was two hikers coming towards us and the Queen would always stop and say hello. And it was two Americans on a walking holiday. And it was clear from the moment that we first stopped they hadn't recognized the Queen, which is fine. And the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from, where they were going to next, and where they'd been to in Britain. And I could see it coming, and sure enough, he said to her Majesty, and where do you live? (laughs) And she said, well, I live in London, but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills. And he said, well, how often have you been coming up here? Oh, she said, I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl, so over 80 years. And you could see the clogs thinking. He said, well, if you've been coming up here for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. I and it. as quick as a flash, she says, well, I haven't, but dickie meets her regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy said to me, oh, you've met the Queen, what's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, <laughs> but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes round, puts his arm around my shoulder, and before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye. And then Her he said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America. And hopefully
3: someone tells him who I am.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm team queen. The best
3: part is when those people wanted a picture with him and handed the queen their camera for a selfie. Oh, my God. I'm definitely team queen. 100% team queen. We get
0: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix.
1: But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one...